This is Stephanie, and this is the Mocha Minutes Podcast. Hey guys, before we get into the episode, I just wanted to let you know about something that's a little new here at the Mocha Minutes Podcast. We are now participating in Buy Me a Coffee. So, If you haven't heard, buymeacoffee.com is a place where you can show some um, support and some love monetarily to some of your favorite content creators. That includes me. (laughs) Um, So it's in the increments of either a dollar, three dollars or five dollars. And you can do as many as you would like. Um, So I just wanted to let you guys know would love, love, love some support. So if you would go to buy me a coffee.com backslash mocha minutes. I would greatly appreciate it. It will also be in the show notes. Okay, here we go. I have often dreamed of a far off place where a hero's welcome will be waiting for me where the crowds would cheer when they see my face and a voice keeps saying this is where I'm meant to be I'll be there someday I can go the distance I will find my way If I can be strong, I know every mile would be worth my while. When I go the distance, I'll be right where I belong. Welcome back, everybody. This is the Mocha Minutes Podcast. This is Stephanie. Thank you so much for joining me. Um, I know there's thoughts and fifis about Disney's Hercules, um, but the music goes. And there's a lot of talk about Michael Bolton and his mullet. But Michael goes. He cut his mullet off. He's, he's, he's cute. He's an old, good-looking older white man. It's like, y'all, y'all don't know. Um, Michael Bolton had a chokehold on, on the, pop, the pop charts. And a little bit of the R&Bs, because you know it's Michael Bolton. Uh, so this is, we're back to have the rest of the conversation. So this is another conversation series. And it is about therapy in the Black community, because hashtag therapy is for everybody. And I'm continuing the conversation, and I had to have him here. Y'all know how I feel about him. Y'all have to listen, because he, one, is very honest about not only himself, but things that he sees because he is a daggone therapist okay y'all i have byron from the captain's couch back byron how have you been how are you doing i am um i'm doing all right today um (laughs) i just want to come on i just want to come on here as my dog barks in the background for reasons i'm not sure why but i want to come on here today and remind everyone here that this 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 uh twitter account 
as well as this podcast is a New Day Stand account. So shout out to our current and reigning and defending WWE World Heavyweight oh, Champion, we Big Big Meaty Man Slapping Meat, Big E, oh. and our new WWE King of the Ring, the brains behind it all, Xavier Woods, aka Austin Creed. And of course, shout out to uh to the OG, to the GOAT, uh Grand Slam champion, Kofi Kingston as well. Um, but I'm doing all right. Um, yeah, I'm doing I all love, right today. Uh, I it was love kind the of fire. a blah day at work, but I'm sorry, go ahead. Yeah, it was kind of a blah day at work, but uh mm. other than that, it's a good day outside of that. Okay, okay. See, see, sometimes the blah days are fine, other times it's like, oh God, can I go home? so sometimes like if you have like marathon of rough days you're like oh finally a blah day but not all the time not all the blah days i I miss having blah days well it's it'll be somewhat of a blah day tomorrow no i'm kidding no it won't um but thank you so much for being here i just a conversation about therapy because you're like you're on twitter like i am and so in the last few weeks, I've seen the uptick of people discussing therapy and what they think therapy is because they don't go to therapy or they don't know anybody who is. And so it's very much interesting to talk of what people think therapy really is, which it's not. It's more of a tool, but there are some people who think, oh no, um, a therapist where you just tell them um, to like you or you tell them what you want them to hear um, so they can stroke your ego. And I'm like, is that what you think therapy mm. is? Because I don't think my my therapist, literally, sometimes she be like, you ain't had a good breakthrough session until your therapist like lays you out in the nicest way possible. <laughs> I was like, what, what, what are you, like, where do you, I'm like, stroke my ego. Are you kidding me? It's like, that's not what therapy is. Therapy is for you, is for one, healing you. And also not to tell other people what to do but how you are to handle other people it gives you tools on how to handle everybody else because you can't change anybody else you can change how you respond to everybody else but again misconceptions about therapy are like i don't need a therapist i'm like i cannot make that distinction because that is not my Mm -hmm. place however if you want to talk to a therapist um www talkspace.com backslash to read use that coupon code because i'm pretty sure it's still active. <laughs> but there's a lot of, and i really do like that a lot of therapists including yourself are being open and also giving your thoughts on things that you see because a lot of people just think i'm like yeah hi maybe i should talk to a therapist you say hey that's not what's going on so did you, have you noticed that there's an uptick especially with black twitter of people talking about or basically giving the fallacies of what therapy is Mm, i mean i know that like i know there is a a, an uptick in like people discussing therapy people like doing the uh you know my therapist said tweets which i mean don't get me wrong i also do that tweet as well but my Mm -hmm. i'm actually tweeting the things my therapist actually told me um (laughs) i'm actually telling truth like yeah, like like I literally have posted notes in here on in my office mm-hmm. of stuff, a couple of things that my therapist has told me mm. um in conversation in therapy. Um so like 
I mean, I'm glad that more people are talking about therapy. Right. Um, but like, you know, we definitely want to get the misnomers about therapy out of the way. Um mm-hmm. I was trying to find my man. There's a there's this white dude who's a uh a, a licensed psychologist um mm-hmm. who I follow on Twitter and I can't seem to find his name anywhere um right now. Not mm-hmm. Twitter on Instagram. Okay. But he his 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 whole deal is and he said something very poignant about therapy is no no topic, no situation, no idea is too small to mm-hmm. bring the therapy. Correct. Um you know, full disclosure, I ended up going to therapy um, after my last relationship ended um, earlier, well, at towards the end of last year. Mm-hmm. And now that was like the impetus to go. But there were some things that I had been noticing within myself that I'd been feeling for a while where I was like, I don't like that. I feel like this. And I feel like I'm kind of tired of feeling like this. Um, so you know, even us as mental health professionals, the idea of, well, hey, you know, we got all the tools and tricks in the bag or whatever. We don't really need Mm -hmm. to go to therapy. That's Mm -hmm. not true. Mental health doesn't, you know, you're not absolved from mental health, no matter what your socioeconomic status is, no matter what your occupation is. It it don't discriminate. It's going to come find you if it needs to come find you. Um, Whether you are broke in the hood and dealing with trauma from you know, watching friends pass away or a tragic death of a family member, or you're a guy like me who, you know, has an education, who went to college, who has a master's degree, who is a therapist, but also struggles with depression and anxiety Mm -hmm. because of trauma. It's, it's, it's going to find you. Yeah. Yeah. And I think that's the other thing about it is that, um, for many people who are therapists, they have therapists because they value therapy because they know it's the tool. It's like, they're not like, I'm not just the, I'm just not a client. I'm the player president. It's like, uh, no. Yeah. Like, no. <laughs> it's like, no, 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 no. It's like, I know what's it's supposed to be and what it's not supposed to be. So I just, yeah. And I, I think, I'm not sure why people think that oh, I don't know what y'all think therapy is. Or you can just go one. Your mate is like, look, look I don't need no therapist. I got to just talk to my girl. She need to be a safe space for me. Nope. Uh-uh. No. <laughs> she can't carry her trauma no, in your okay. trauma. <laughs> right. But also, uh, so I found my man. It's uh, a modern therapist. Is Dr. Justin Pruder on uh, Instagram. <gasps> oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I love, I love his, uh, like, cause he's very open, open about his own struggles with like anxiety. Mm-hmm. So like, you know, I, I really enjoy his content, but yeah, mm-hmm. you hit up on a really good point about, um, that over-reliance on partners or family members to be our, um, I was about to say diary, Alicia Keys, <laughs> um, but also we throw, uh, all, we throw around all the musical reference okay we bring it all oh yeah 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 because <laughs> yeah totally i was like singing like tyler the creator in my head as you were singing so <laughs> but, but the over-reliance the over-reliance on people in our circle to be our confidants mm-hmm. yes that's cool and support yeah. systems are extremely important correct um you know they're vitally important i know for me my support system whether that is my friends especially my best friend Mm -hmm. um rick who has been on the podcast before on my podcast before 
um, or my parents or my younger brother, because he and I have built a very strong relationship over the years and, may, and even my older brother sometimes. Um, but the thing about a therapist is, and here's the great thing about therapy, right? When you bring your full self into therapy, you will be accepted. Mm. The thing about therapy. I hope you're are, writing down that nugget because. Mm. Yeah. The thing about therapists are it's we work in such a vital way because we will give you honest feedback because mm-hmm. at the end of the day, the stakes in your life are extremely low for us as your therapist. It is really important to seek outside help outside of your family and your support system because mm-hmm. they all know you. So they're going to be kind of biased towards you in a, in some way, shape or form. Um, whether that is to preserve a relationship or maybe they're, they don't really deal with conflict with themselves or maybe just mm-hmm. maybe you're not ready to receive the information they're willing to give. Mm-hmm. So a third party sometimes can tell you the messages that your family and friends are trying to tell you that you don't really want to receive from them. So it takes the pressure off of you to receive the message from your a third party person who's like, I kind of know you, but I don't really know you. Mm-hmm. Um we are not here to stroke your egos. We, I, I saw this tweet months ago and it's absolutely true. Now, mind you, I am a child and adolescent therapist. Mm-hmm. So I work mainly with kids, mm-hmm. but I do do some work with their parents. But I mean, my main focus is really on the, the children that I serve. Right. But definitely I have done this as a therapist before when I hit my clients with uh now, now this is my impression here. Now stop me if I'm wrong. <laughs> <laughs> and whenever Stop. i say that yo whenever i say that i got the 20 gauge i got the 12 gauge locked and loaded ready to go i'm mm. omar walking down the street uh whistling uh uh the farmer in the deal uh like i'm about to read you Ooh. i'm about to hit you with some slick shit with what i'm about Ooh. to say to you and you know a lot of time my clients will be like nah you right mr byron you right you right mm-hmm. but that's you know the opportunities for our therapists to have conversations with us that we just may not be ready to have with people in our circles whether it's our partners yeah. or our parents or our friends or even our employers sometimes yeah because you know the adage of you can be black or crazy you can't be black and crazy because apparently you know if you go to a therapist you must be crazy it's like or i care about my mental health it's never that conversation mm-hmm. um it's like oh no no I, i'm not you can't be both because there's some people who are like no i don't want my I, I, I want my job to know they might be asking too many questions i'm like i mean they, they really should ask questions but i hear you because there's a certain answer certain questions they can't or should not be able to ask you that's why so many um jobs have um employee assistance programs that are to be anonymous mm-hmm. just for that reason because it's like yeah it's like nobody wants to be known as that person at the job and you shouldn't feel like oh i can't go get help because what if my boss finds out what would your boss do to you oh i don't want to know the answer to that question they're actually not really gonna do anything to you mm. like if you are actively working to like 
some people at my job know I'm in therapy. I mean, I'm very open about it. Right. Um, you know, I'm very open about it. Like, you know, the lady who was my district manager, she knows I'm in therapy. My former supervisor knew that I started going to therapy because I told her, I was like, look, I am struggling. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm not happy. I'm struggling. I'm, my mood is not great. I don't feel very productive. Like yeah. I'm not in a great space right now. That's why my work is not up to par. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to go seek out help because I'm struggling. Um, now, don't get me wrong. I'm still burnt out, but <laughs> I'm <Yeah>. trying, <laughs> you know, um, but you know, the thing about, you know, you mentioned the employee assistance program. There are so many different avenues in 2021 in order to seek out mental health services. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I, I, I was going to try the employee assistance program, but they was kind of shuffling their feet. So I ended up, I am in um, Facebook groups for clinicians, uh, for clinicians of, uh, of color um, group here in Mississippi. And then I'm also in uh, a counseling group for clinicians in New Orleans area, because I'm not that far from New Orleans. Um, mm-hmm. And I, I just put it out there like, hey, look, I'm, I'm looking for a therapist for myself. And, you know, I got a link to, you know, um, to therapy um the the private practice that I get my services from and I linked up with my my therapist who is a, a black woman who is absolutely amazing um I, I greatly appreciate you know the work that she's been able to do with me and mm-hmm. I keep bumping into her in public so that's that's funny <laughs> oh my that is not you keep bumping into her oh my goodness well, our kids are in the same band or in the band goes to the oh, same school. So oh my gosh. I don't know. This is so hilarious to say. I don't know what I would do if I saw my therapist on, on the street outside of us having a session. I don't know what I would do if I just ran into her. Like, oh my God. Cause I literally, because of you know the pandemic, I haven't physically been in her presence in almost two years. Oh, wow. Because we're still because, you know, of course, everybody went virtual and then we're still doing, you know, virtual um, sessions. Mm -hmm. So it's kind of like I haven't physically seen her. So if I, for some odd reason, ran into her, (laughs) I don't know what I'd do. I'd probably hug her like, oh, my God, do you know how much you helped me during this pandemic? I mean, (laughs) I mean, you help me every day, but it's like most notably during the pandemic. It's like, girl, (laughs) so. So I, that's actually something that I can piggyback off of and talk about real quick. Mm, please do. Okay. So, all right. So fellas, ladies, people in between, uh, genders in between. All right. As a prof- mental health professional, here are the rules, right? I know some people are worried about the idea of like, oh, everybody's going to know I'm in therapy, blah, 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 blah. Right. That's not really true. There is this big thing that and I'm soon to be actually provisionally licensed in the state of Mississippi myself, mm-hmm. um, which I'm really excited about. That was a big milestone for me to pass that test. Woo. But anyway, there's this big rule, this, this nice little rule book called the, uh, the ACA, which is the American Counseling Association um, mm-hmm. uh, Rule of Ethics. Right. So the ethics say that it is our job and it's paramount at all costs that we try to preserve our clients confidentiality so i might tell a story about something you might have said or your kid might have said in therapy but mm-hmm. i can't tell anybody what school the kid goes to what name what his name is any type of demographic um information mm-hmm. 
at all. I'm not, I'm not allowed to do that unless it's with, you know, need to know within my company or maybe mm-hmm. with another mental health professional. Um, but they have to have signed consent, all that kind of stuff. There are very few scenarios where we actually can breach confidentiality. Mm. Now, one of those scenarios is if you run into me in public and I've had the conversation with my kids all the time, here's the deal. If you run into me in public, you as the client have to speak to me first. Oh. Which means that you are okay with me breaching your confidentiality. Mm. So, and I actually had this happen the other day. I saw one of my old clients um, at a band competition and I was sitting there talking, looking for my, my cousin's uh, son and kid was like, wait a minute, I know you. Mr. Byron. I was like, oh, hey. And I hadn't seen him in like a year and a half or something like that. And he runs up and he bear hugs me, which he acknowledged me first. Mm-hmm. So then I can go, oh, hi. And then it's, it's kind of up to your therapist how they choose to engage. Some mm. therapists are very, very hands off and they'll be like, oh, hey, I see you. I waved at you and I keep walking away. Um, and then I guess also depending upon the, the the rapport with the client and the therapist, some therapists, if, especially if, they're very, if they've grown very close with their clients, if they're, you know, if they're good with the clients hugging them or stuff, something like that, that, that's allowed. And I work with kids. So usually if my clients are like, oh, my God, Mr. Byron, what's up? If they want to dab me up or they want to give me a hug, I usually mm-hmm. will acknowledge like, yeah, sure. Bring it in for the real thing. Mm-hmm. But you know, it's up to you guys to acknowledge whether or not we want to allow us to breach your confidentiality in public, mm-hmm. because if it's as simple as I don't really want to talk to my therapist in public, I'm going to give them the head nod. I'm going to give you the head nod back and we can walk off. That's it. Wow. Thank you for that. Because, wow, that is a gem. Because I'm saying like, oh, mm-hmm. like, huh, that is very interesting. Because honestly, I think I would be like, walking up to her but i don't think i would yell her name or anything i probably would like tap her shoulder or something <laughs> i yeah. wouldn't be like screaming like oh my god like no 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 um but yeah that is that's a great tidbit i honestly did not know that mm-hmm. <laughs> like huh oh my goodness so that's good to know so just in case y'all see your therapist out in the wild as they would say um right just know <laughs> right it's like oh my god my therapist saw me and didn't even speak to me i Okay, so we're going to have to have this discussion at our next session. (laughs) You got to come speak first. (laughs) He's like, you got to have this conversation in our next session. It's fine. Um, And I I feel like I've had that conversation before with one of my kids. They was like, I saw you somewhere, Mr. Vine. You ain't speak. I'm like, first of all, you have to go speak to me first. Second of all, look, man, when I'm out and when I'm out in public, I'm minding my business. I got my headphones in and I am like, you got tunnel vision. Yes, I have tunnel vision. Mm-hmm. I'm listening to a podcast. I'm listening to music. I am not paying attention to people when I'm in public. That's true. You know, I think I, um, I think I was in a store, and I had a mask on, and someone recognized me. I'm like, how the heck did they recognize me with my mask on my face? But they're like, hey, I'm like, hey. And then I didn't have my mask on because I was outside walking into my building and I saw somebody that I knew I hadn't seen him in a while. And then I realized he's like, hey, and I'm like, hey, and I'm like, how did he recognize me? I'm like, oh, I don't have my mask on. But I feel like if I did, it's like it's weird to say when people recognize you with your mask on, it's like, 
hey, I know you. Like, hey, how do you know me? Oh, you know my face. <laughs> it's like, it's, it's weird, right. different reactions. I don't know. I don't know if it's the glasses. I don't know if it's my mm. hair. I'm not sure what it is, but mm-hmm. typically when people see, well, and I, and I, and I live in my hometown and my hometown's not super big. Mm-hmm. So people can see like my face, like my glasses and mm-hmm. my eyes and my hair. And they pretty much can deduce it's like, Oh, it's Byron. Hey Byron. It's like, Oh, Hey, what's up? And of course, like if I'm wearing like my Buccaneers mask, Everybody knows I'm a Bucks fan, so they're like, "Oh, it's that ooh, motherfucker over oh there. Lord. It's that, it's oh. that some bitch that keeps bragging about Tom Brady." <laughs> can, can I tell you, my mother would love you because she loves. She's Tom Brady. She she don't really watch football. She understands it. She just don't like it. But Tom Brady, she love that man. She's like, he's mm. so handsome. I was like, man, fuck Tom Brady. And she was like, why are y'all like this? Ravens fans know. We know oh, why. Yeah. But it's like he's fine. He's Yo, down I in was, Tampa Bay. It's fine. He ain't no. Nope. He fine. No, I was like so shocked. Like when I was in the group chat earlier today uh, with the homies, um, mm. my, my internet homie. Shout out to uh, to uh, Double B's uh, and uh, and Jay. Um, and like I was like, it it was like um after the Knicks won against the Celtics last night, and the Knicks fans was just going ballistic, and I like randomly Deez's oh. uh, Deez's uh. Was in the crowd with the uh with the rest of the Knicks fans like oh I, mean, I know he's New York, but it was just like bro oh, you're, you're like famous what are you doing with these people <laughs> and out of nowhere Tom Brady got a straight I'm like bro this is a basketball game why are you mentioning Brady Chat, he don't even play for the Patriots anymore you understand it's like I'm like I'm glad he's over there but I think it's so funny because I know Jesus is like they if the Knicks won child he's probably living his best life. Cause he's like, it is so hard to be a oh Knicks fan. It was, I was like, no, I it was it. so ignorant. <laughs> I was like, it was so ignorant. The dude, the dude was like, where Tom Brady at? Tell Tom Brady he owe me money. <laughs> Tell that nigga he owe me money. It was a random dude from New York. It wasn't even Deezus that said that. I was just like, it was one game, and you beat the Celtics in double overtime, like. look let me tell you something as many wins they don't get they gonna celebrate every one of them god damn it because we back to basketball honey meaning that we back to lebron and his little shorty shorts on the on in the instagram stories with no shirt on i'm like i i love it we back to um we back to ig honey time honey ig honey i mean he's like Mm. that 24 he's like that 365 but it's different because he just be glistening, honey. I'm like, see, that's my person. So Tom Brady's my mama's person, but LeBron is my person, and I don't even watch basketball like that. It's like, oh no, just show me, just show me LeBron's little thirst traps all over the gram, y'all, y'all, y'all. Just put him in his little shorts. Uh, it better be yellow. And it's like, start doing all these lifts for no reason. Do your squats, do your lifts. Come on, LeBron, give us the money shot. That's exactly how I feel about LeBron James. I have an issue. I mean, it's no. not an issue, but. You know, it's an issue. I'm like, wait, oh, why you no. got your shirt on, sir? Excuse me, this is a clothing optional space. It's like, I'm trying to push him into OnlyFans territory, and I'm not exactly sure why I want to do this, but yet, here we are. <laughs> Mr. Mr. James, this is a McDonald's. I know, it's like, yep, yeah, take your shirt off, because now this is a Wendy's. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> nah, that Wow, there, there's a lot happening there. There's um, a lot, I mean, it really is. 
No, nah, like I'm a basketball guy. I like I'm a big time basketball guy, and it's funny. Mm-hmm. Like my daughter did actually not know that about me. Like, really? No, like so. The thing is, like I'm a huge basketball guy. Like mm-hmm. I grew up playing ball. Mm-hmm. Um, like basketball is my first love. Right, and it's just because my fandom of the Bucks is just so just obnoxious. A lot of people don't actually know I'm actually more of a basketball person than a football person. Really? Yes. Oh, wow. I just like I'm, I root for the Houston Rockets, but like my fandom of an actual basketball team mm-hmm. is not near what it is with the Bucks. Like I'm 23 years deep, two Super Bowls deep, four Hall of Famers deep with the Bucks. Like hey, I didn't know they had another Super Bowl. Win. Okay. Yes. We just won- <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah. Well, you won in a, yeah, we won in 2002. Um, Oh, that's right. That's right. Yep. Oh, with with uh, our, our uh, now just infamous not to be mentioned head coach. <laughs> that's a whole different podcast. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's a whole yeah. different podcast. It's like I have so many thoughts about him, but my God, it's like. <laughs> yeah. But no, but yeah, I'm I'm actually a I'm absolutely a basketball, you know, NBA Twitter guy. I'm on NBA Twitter. Guy, um, NBA you got all guy, the Stephen absolutely. A. Smith memes. I know you do. You got all the Stephen A. Smith memes. No, I don't have that many. And I have Stephen A. Smith actually muted on Twitter because I just can't. Really? Yes. Oh. Yes. I think I got Skip. I you think see? I got Skip muted. I know I oh, got Stephen boy. A. muted. Oh, okay. Oh, boy. You sound but like no. me because I had to mute Shannon Sharp and it has nothing to do with sports. Oh, yeah, yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's like yeah. Um, uh, no, nah, my NBA, my NBA Twitter guy, uh, these uh, not these Amaro, uh, Jenkins and Jones, my NBA Twitter guys, mm. and uh, my man, uh, my man Rob Perez on uh Twitter. I like it. I like I like following okay. him too because he he every now and again Rob hit us with the uh the periscopes of the uh the car chases, and oh. I'm I'm here for that. I'm here for the car chases. Oh, okay, look, look at this. You know what? Look at that. You know, Uncle Ricky and Uncle Jay would love this shooty hoops minute because they know how I feel about the shooty hoops. It's like, yeah, okay. Just give me the give me the guys who play the shooty hoops in their shorts. I'm fine. <laughs> shooty hoops. <laughs> it's the most auntie thing ever. And I was like, y'all, I'm a figurative and literal auntie. Like my, my, my nephew calls me Auntie Sunshine. So, you know, and I live for it every time he says it. So, you know, good luck, everybody. Um, <laughs> so let's, let's dive into some other stuff. So All right. I think you're, since you're also on the Twitter streets, you have seen the discussion about safe, quote unquote, safe spaces for black men to share their feelings. Mm. And I'm like, so it's not because, so there've been three different things. So one people saying, look, I just want need to feel safe and have my feelings because of this. Two, I need to have this safe space because y'all heifers got one. You females got one um, and we should have one. Or three, um, I want to have a safe space to be trash and talk about y'all. So it's like it's, it's different definitions of safe spaces. And I know you've probably seen these conversations. We've seen all seen the Brandon Marshall from my... You know, mm. Brandon Marshall is a very interesting person. Um, when he is right, he is right. But when he is wrong, he's very loud about it. Oh, 
Well, very much the very much the nature of his diagnosis. Yeah, up uh, right. So it's kind of like you know, Brandon, but everybody's seeing the video, like, see, men need these spaces. And it's like, y'all, I feel like y'all have had these spaces, but then you you, you juxtaposition it with um either black LGBTQ plus folks or black women, um, which is weird because then you don't want to, have to hear the conversation of why do you think these spaces were created? Yep. Uh, it, it's the calls coming from inside the house. It's, <laughs> it's, it's, it's very much like the idea of like why white dudes are like, well, why don't we have safe spaces? I'm like, so the reason why that there these safe spaces have been created for minorities or for you know women for lgbtq people is they are literally places of safety where they can be their full selves without mm-hmm. you know being harassed or you know traumatized or demonized mm-hmm. um by people of in positions of the ability to oppress those folks it, it is it is starkly different to need a safe space like you know like um um what's it uh what's this what's it called um in gay culture um drag culture and you know the uh, oh ball culture that's what it was mm. there's a whole no, that's a whole huge difference between the need for um for ball culture for you know people of color and you know lgbtq people can just be their authentic selves yeah. right and a safe space for dudes to just be literally trash the reason why you want a safe space to be literally trash is because you don't want people to come in and actually call you out on your shit correct which spoiler warning you need to be called out on your shit I mean... like why did i think why did i go to therapy because i felt like Maybe just maybe I needed to get called out on my shit because something was not quite working in my life that I needed to get help with. And there's nothing absolutely wrong with somebody in your life sitting you down and saying, son, you were dead ass wrong. And I mean, complete. It's like, you never know what that feels like. So someone says, baby, I need you to go and get therapy because you need help. Because you need more. There's nothing wrong with asking for help. I think that's the other thing. It's like, why why wouldn't you just ask for help? It's like, are you kidding me? I'm like, do you know how much one people want to help other people? They're like, we don't want you to suffer alone. Mm-mm. And that and that's okay to do. But I'm sorry. No, I'm bad. But I mean, I, I get it. Like, I get it in in regards to therapy. I mean, I, I, I even get it in regards to physical health. Like, yeah. I know, I know I love my dad wholeheartedly and sincerely. And I know one of the worst habits I learned from my dad is I will grin and bear and just get through it. Mm. And I did that for years. Yikes. Like when I was married, and I know, I know I've been kind of open about my marriage and a lot of people you know you know especially like my gaming crew shout out the wound and all them and you know of course my closest friends know how just chaotic my marriage was Mm -hmm. but a lot of that eight and a half years was me just grinning and bearing to try to get this child to college and Mm. 
And, you know, eventually it got to a point where I was like, I can't grin and bear anymore. Like, mm. I, I can't. Like, I'm falling apart at the seams. Yeah. So, like, I get it. I get it. You know, the idea of I can carry the load. I, I saw mm. this meme a while ago. You can carry the load, but it don't mean it ain't heavy. And it don't mean that you have to. Correct. Correct. So, you know, going to therapy, think about it like this. Think about going to therapy, like going on the bench press mm-hmm. and having a spotter. You getting your reps in, maybe your arms get a little bit tired and you spot your spotter go, hey, I got you. I got you. You got it. Mm-hmm. Or, the, or or you you hitting that last couple of reps and, you know, your spotter is there saying, you know, one more rep. Come on, push, push, push. Mm-hmm. Think of your therapist like that. That's what we are. We're spotters. We are there to help maybe clean up some of the mess that you got going on in your brain that's sending you mixed signals. Maybe we're there to kind of help pick you up whenever you give you that helping hand. If you feel like you're in a hole by yourself, you know, because you're struggling with your 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 depression or you know, if you're riding a roller coaster of, you know, anxiety or mania and, you know, bipolar disorder, whatever it is, we're, we're, we're like a lifeguard. You know, we, we, we jump in with you and swim around in the brain with you and, you know, Come help on, clean swim up around little, in the brain with you. Yeah. You know, help clean up a little bit of trash, you know, you know, help, you know, clean the pool out a little bit, but you know, you got to clean up, you got to clean most of it out. You got to put your own chlorine in. <laughs> But that's what we are. We're not here to tell you that you're weak and we're not here to 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 make fun of you because you decided to come sit on our couch or sit in our chair or whatever it is. Yeah, we're here to let you know, hey, I'm happy that you came. I'm glad that you came. You did something good for yourself mm-hmm. and I'm proud of you for doing that. And I'm glad you said that. It's like we're here to help you because I think for a lot of us that you said you were grinning and bearing it where you see people and this is not you know just subject to man woman you know child where it's just like if i let people see who i am will they love me will, will they yeah. will, will they like what they see will they just go oh my gosh you can't just handle life and it's like so life is hard i don't know if anybody has lied to you and said that you know life isn't hard but sometimes it's like Life is, can be very, very hard and you just need an extra boost. And it's okay to say you um, need help. I saw a video of a woman talking about like, stop calling black women strong because it's no longer the compliment that people think it is. It's like, it just means you're so strong that I don't have to help you. And it's like, so that's not how the fuck any of this huh, works. It's like, you're so strong that, you know, just be strong because that'll get you through life. And it's like, yeah, but you'll be existing and not living. I spent a very long time yeah. being a strong black woman and just existing. And I want to get to a place where I'm living. And that should be everybody's thing. It's like, you're alive. I'm like, uh, uh, people who are in vegetative space in a hospital are alive, technically. Mm-hmm. But are they living? No, they're existing. They're surviving. Right. And by and by little literal thread. Mm-hmm. Um, so group therapy. I think that <laughs> we're talking about creating safe spaces, but then we're also talking about the benefits of group therapy. 
uh, where you get to meet like-minded people, people, you know, you hear the jokes of I'm going to like AANA, um, mm-hmm. like, how does that factor in? And it's like, well, it's, you're around like-minded people who understand your journey, but that's also the benefit of group therapy where you can have people who are like, they're still, they're like you, there has something. Cause I think that's the other thing. People don't want to tell people in groups. They don't want to tell people one-on-one where it's just one person. They don't want to send in the group of people. It's like, wait, what's going on? <laughs> so what mm-hmm. are your thoughts on um, the benefits of group therapy? So there are a bunch of benefits. Um, now, one thing that you do want to want to um, pay in mind when it comes to group therapy is there are a, there is not as much um, confidentiality in group therapy as mm. there is an individual. Okay. Um, like an in individual therapy is just you and your therapist. And, um, you know, so there, your stories kind of get going to get heard by more people and there's no guarantee that nobody in your group is going to talk about your story outside of group. So you do yeah. have to be aware that there is a little bit less confidentiality because of just the sheer number of people that are involved in the group mm. but um I'm, I'm pulling this up real quick because i i couldn't remember the thing um that i was looking for oh okay about group therapy um but there are so there are a bunch of benefits actually so benefits of group therapy um it allows people to receive and support encourage support and encouragement uh from other members of the group meaning that in some cases one of the things that may stop us especially us as black men from going to therapy is the idea of i'm kind of alone in this Mm. you know i i kind of grin and bear a lot of this responsibility because it feels like i'm on my own on this and that's not true at all um group therapy actually will help you very possibly engage with other people who are going through a similar thing as you are. And that's a term actually we call is universality. I was what I was looking for being part of a group um, of people who have had the same experiences, help people see Mm. that what they're going through is universal and that they're not alone. Yeah. Um, Another thing is group members also serve as role models for other members of the group. So, yeah, I get it that, you know, barbershop top talk is really cool. And don't get me wrong, barbershop talk can be kind of cool. Also, barbershop okay. talk can be very, very, very controversial, very hotepish, mm-hmm. very conspiratorial, all that kind of crazy nonsense. Um, so being in a group where you have a licensed professional or a certified professional that can help kind of rein the conversation in in a more healthy direction is really vital for the development of everybody in the group mm-hmm. um and then group therapy is also very affordable um mm, okay so yeah so instead of focusing on one client at a time the therapist can devote time to a much larger group which reduces the cost for the participants Hmm. see another benefit because that's something i i was not aware of mm-hmm. um that it's like it makes it right it's like oh because that's the other thing i think it's also therapy so expensive 
because that's the other thing. Or um, I think when I think about therapy, especially if you are a working person, you have certain benefits. Uh, health insurance plans are getting more involved in mental health because, man, 10, 15 years ago working is like, mental health was not comprehensive under health insurance. And now mm-hmm. it's getting better. It's like, wow. It was like one, the, the um, co-pays or co-insurances aren't that high. Um, in-person stays are actually more covered. It's kind of like you see those little tweaks here and there. Yeah. Um, but yep. yeah. Yeah. So group there, I'm like, I didn't know it was so, it's more affordable. Because like, yeah. hey, because when you say it, it makes sense. Because it's like, yeah. So it's like you have more people. Um, it's like a little bit more affordable. I think when I think about group therapy, the other part is, is that everybody's not at the same level. So there might be people who are mm-hmm. at different levels and they're like, hey, I've been where you've been. Because I think that's the other hard, other hard part about it is like you don't want to reach out to people because you're like, oh, I don't want you to think there's something so wrong with me. But then you're in a group of people like, I remember I used to be you like two years ago. And then I started doing this. So maybe these tools work for me. So maybe they'll work for you. Yep. And that's why it's good actually to go to group therapy as opposed to like, you know, some other spaces because you're yeah. a good, a good group therapist, like your, your, your group counselor. Um, linking is another term that they use is mm. taking, taking, you know, being able to be like, oh, well, you said something really, really, really dope in the group therapy. Maybe you want to have this conversation with this person over here and then y'all can kind of like, you know, bounce feedback off of each other. And it could very well help this person mm-hmm. over here because maybe they're not quite in the same level in the group mm-hmm. as you are right now, but your experience can relate to them. So yeah. having a good group therapist who can facilitate linking members to each other so that mm-hmm. they can work to grow together is like really, really dope. And it's really vital to overall development is another good reason why you want to go to group therapy as opposed to just barbershop talk. Mm. Yeah, you know, that makes me think about two different, say, I watch scripted and unscripted television. So two things popped in my mind. On Netflix, it's a show called Kim's Convenience. Mm-hmm. So Shang-Chi, um, the newest Marvel superhero, he was on that show. That show is so freaking hilarious. It's a Canadian show. And so these are Christian Korean folks, They're, um, which is very interesting because a lot of, I don't think people really notice how, there are a lot of, especially, I don't know if it just might be um, where I am, but there's a lot of Korean Christian churches. So I really was like, that looks familiar because I'm like, there's a lot near me in, in an old neighborhood that I used to grow up in. Um, so they had a therapy group and this was at a church. So it was, it was actually their mm-hmm. female pastor who led a group. And I was like, it's interesting because she kind of tricked the um one of the two main the two main characters to come to a group she they thought we were just they were just going to meet with her and then you see all these people walking like what is going on and then there's the apprehension from one of from appa who is the main male um, protagonist who's is like oh i'm not sharing anything in this but then it's kind of like he started to get a little bit comfortable so it's very interesting when i think about that but then the other thing was love and marriage huntsville where one of the husbands marceau um, he kind of just dropped it in the lap of this year has been hard. And I think, you know, I've been depressed. So his sister-in-law is a nurse and she's like, as a clinician, this is what I heard. So, you know, they're in Vegas and they're just talking with a group of people. And it's like, whoa, one of the people in the group is his actual blood r- brother. 
So it's his brother and his, his wife is the nurse. And then it's his wife. And so they had like, they come back from Vegas and they sit down at dinner and they're like, can we talk about what you said? And he's like, you know, I don't think I need therapy. You know, it's just kind of like, yes, I have like a knee injury. Let me just walk it off. And I am like, I'm not a clinician, but I heard what the clinician said. It's like, you said in front of me that you're struggling and you're depressed. I'm a clinician and I hear what you're saying. His brother was like, I'm your brother and I care about you. I hear what you're saying. And it was just like, I don't want to go there because I don't think anything's wrong with me. And I'm like, you are definitely an old black man. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but he said, no, I can just walk it off. I'm like, yeah, don't say in front of your family members who care about you, I am depressed. It's like, okay, so then how can we help you? Oh, no, 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 I don't need any help. Are you... And so then it becomes, were you just doing that to um, get your wife to be quiet? Because they also were celebrating mm-hmm. 15 years of marriage and he didn't want to renew mm-hmm. his vows. Like they were in Vegas with all the people and she wanted to set up like, oh, we can renew our vows in this like this Vegas chapel. And he's like, he didn't want to do that in front of everybody else. I was like, hmm. Hmm. and I was like, I think. And it's kind of like, she was just like, she felt a little defeated. She didn't say that, but she's like listening to him talk. She's like, yeah, I'm not going to go through with this. Cause that's, it was supposed to be a surprise for him. She had told everybody else. And then when he got there, she just didn't go through, through with it because she was, she was listening to him. And so it's, it's very interesting that turn. Cause I'm like, you're telling the people that care about you, that you are depressed, but you don't want to do anything <laughs> because I don't yeah. think I need it. You literally are telling people that you, you know, and this could be you being proactive about your care, but you're waiting until it becomes a thing that you need to be reactive to. Because you're like, oh, I don't think I need to. I'm like, you saying it out loud and putting a word on it, which sometimes I feel like because I'm someone who has depression, sometimes I feel like people are just throwing around like, oh, no, it's just been hard. I'm depressed. I'm like, you could actually be that or it's just been a hard year like everybody else, but don't just throw around that word. Cause that word is loaded, especially in front of people that you care about and care about you. Cause they're not going to see you drowning. They're going to want to help you. Mm-hmm. So it's like, yeah. so I think that's the other thing. It's like, what advice would you give the people to, or better yet, how would you, I guess, inform them that therapy can be proactive and not necessarily reactive, meaning waiting until something extremely drastic happens or you're screaming at a person in Walmart that you just met two minutes ago because other shit is going on in your life. It's like, yeah, and stop waiting until something like, girl, you on the world star. And it's like, why are you screaming at that woman in Walmart? She cut me off. Um, okay. Yeah. You want to have a discussion? <laughs> yeah um so the thing with therapy is that um another one of the big um misconceptions about therapy is that you only go to therapy when something goes bad and and there's actually a conversation i have to have with a lot of my kids because Mm. you know um the the kids tend to like rationalize therapy as okay i did something i got in trouble for it or Mm -hmm. i did something and i had to go to the hospital for it I did something and I had to go to the in front of the judge because of it. So now they think therapy, I got sent to therapy because I'm bad. Um, uh, or I did something bad or therapy is bad for some reason. So, you know, 
there are ways that we as parents can get our children into therapy. Mm -hmm. Um, We can be proactive and see that our children are struggling with something or they've talked to us about a situation or talked about our feelings and we can decide, okay, well, hey, let's go maybe seek out some help because I'm not sure how to help my kid. Um, It's kind of what I did with my kid. My kid was like, hey, I want to go to therapy after Mm. her mother and I got divorced. Mm -hmm. Um, So that's that's kind of how my kid got into therapy. They Mm -hmm. were like, they were like, yeah, I want to go talk to somebody. I want to go to therapy. Um, and even for us as adults, mm-hmm. you know, yes, from my perspective, my seeking therapy kind of was reactive. It was kind of reactive, mm-hmm. but it was also proactive because I was kind of noticing a trend with me of, I seem to constantly get burnt out. Like mm. I seem to burn out a lot. I've burnt out. I burnt out in school. I burnt out in work. I burnt out in like kind of all of my jobs. But come to find out, actually, I'd been dealing with depression since I was probably in middle school mm. and didn't know it because um, I was always kind of a high energy kid and a, uh, you know, a high achieving kid that I never really noticed that. I knew I was kind of sad in high school, but I didn't mm-hmm. really realize how sad I might have actually been in high school. Mm. Um, so you know she look at you it's like yeah because that's that's big to recognize where it's like maybe it wasn't just this maybe it was something else yeah yeah and like um I'm a very introspective person just by the sheer nature of my anxiety (laughs) Mm. my brain is always just like going I know that um I know some of my friends are kind of like, how do you remember that? And I'm just like, I don't know. My brain kind of catalogs everything. Mm. Um, some things I remember more clearly than others, you know, depending upon how much I'm paying attention. Yeah. But um, like knowing, like being honest with yourself and knowing if you feel like you're not quite up to snuff mm. or you're not quite up to par in some way, or you're just feeling kind of down. And, you know, a great way to look at it is I saw this, uh, this TikTok video really, really spoke to me. This dude, this dude, um, he was talking about therapy and like his therapist was like, you know, towards the end of the session, she was like, you know, you seem pretty well adjusted for somebody who's just now coming to therapy for the first time is like, you know, why are you here? So Mm -hmm. he was like, you know, I'm a good husband. I'm a good employee. I'm a good father. And I want to be great at all those things. And then she basically was like, well, husband is who you are for your wife. Father's who you are for your kid. Employees who you are for your job. Yes. Mm-hmm. I saw that video. and went, oh, my God, that's deep. Yep. And then he go and then she asked, like, who are you for yourself? And he said, and he's like, he's like, and then he started crying. And then he got to the idea of I'm not sure that there's much of a person outside of that. Mm. So therapy, therapy doesn't just necessarily mean you're going because you got, you've been dealing with sad boy times. Mm -hmm. It, yes, I was dealing with sad boy times, but also I got tired of feeling like I wasn't good enough. Mm. And that was a big reason why I went to go to therapy. I got tired of feeling like I wasn't good enough or that I made a mistake somehow and it ruined my relationship mm. or 
you know, dealing with all the trauma that I experienced. Um, therapy can help you redefine how you see yourself in a healthy way. So it's more than just, you know, I'm dealing with the sads, with the sad boys Mm -hmm. or the sad girls or the sad days or thems. It's helping to grow a healthier sense of who you are or a more being more at peace with who you are. Mm -hmm. Cause that's the other thing. It's like, that's the part we don't talk about. It's like, and I know RuPaul is a very, (laughs) RuPaul is RuPaul. Um, and he said some wild ass shit, but um, he said, if you don't love yourself, how's anybody else supposed to love you? Mm. But I think the caveat for me to that is if you don't like you, why should somebody else like you? You should be able to literally like yourself, like mm. the person that you are. And for a lot of us, it's like you spend a lot of time not liking who you are. And it's like, you just don't, but then it's like, you want to ask the question, well, why don't you like yourself? Why don't you like the person that you are? And then, you, then you'll see all the, oh, it's because of this, 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 the list, the scroll of trauma. And it's like, well, this is why. And it's like, some of that is situational and that's not your issue. It could be societal pressure. It could be um, gentle ribbing from your family. It could be, it could be a lot of things but you should actually like yourself. And if you don't like yourself, then that is being a little proactive of, hey, I'm, I'm not doing my best. Just like you did when you're like, I'm gonna start going to therapy because I'm not doing my best. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm, not, I'm not doing the best at a lot of things. So I know, I think you said that that was reactive. It was like, it's kind of proactive because yeah. something catastrophic didn't have to happen for you to go oh uh, yeah no I guess now I got to do it I just burned this house down so I guess now I should go to therapy um well I mean it was a bit reactive because it was on the the heels of the breakup mm. um so when I knew that like it was like yeah we're probably not gonna get back together again and I don't like this <laughs> this sucks mm. so it was kind of reactive but also I was feeling that reoccurring theme of like i really kind of feel down and mm. i kind of felt like that during the pandemic last year and i kind of just shrugged it off of well it's the pandemic everybody's stuck at home i can't i can't hang, mm. hang out with my friends and shit yeah but now i'm realizing that no this pattern has been 20 something years um that has been been happening and mm. um you know i I'm I'm in a season in my life where I think I'm finally growing more comfortable being my full self. Mm, um, okay. You know, I, I know I feel like Jada Pinkett Smith right now mm, at the red table talk. <laughs> <laughs> like, you know, I, I I've told I told my friend before of like um high school me did not want to be me at all. I just didn't. I didn't want to be me. I wanted to be somebody else. I wanted to be the player pimp dude. All the girls was just like screaming over like, oh my God, he's so handsome. I wanted to be that dude. I did not want to be me. I just didn't. And um, it took me kind of a while to kind of come to terms with who I actually was. Mm. By then I was married and, you know, I'm in the middle of a John Mayer song at this point, And it's just like, yeah, this is, um, yeah, this is, um, I, feel, I think I, 
think I deserve more than this. <laughs> I think I deserve more than this. So by the end, it's full on slow dancing in a burning room going on. And I'm just like, yep. Mm. I deserve way more than this. Boy. I, you know, sidebar. I love that, you know, John Mayer has the chokehold on a lot of Black people's um, streaming platforms and iTunes. Because by God, it's like, I, I don't know any... I know a lot of black people who love John Mayer. I really do. Who's like, yeah, wait, which John Mayer song? All I was thinking is like, which John Mayer song? But mm-hmm. yeah, that's just that's just how John Mayer's music is. It's like his penis may be a white supremacist, his words. <laughs> but um, our ears apparently are not. It's like, what the hell? It's Man, like, nah. just say you want to sleep with black women and leave us alone. It's nah. like, I, I feel like you're John Mayer. There's a lot of black women who literally love your music and would literally fuck you. I mean, I don't know how to tell you this other and then the other way, John, like, seriously, j- you just have to like, just walk up to them and say, I'm fucking John Mayer. Be like, okay, so let's go. I'm just saying. Yeah. They will, excuse me, everybody would like, you know, the dickening of the night before and then waking up to you playing the guitar for them. I'm just saying. <laughs> yeah, it, yeah, that, that it's song, like, yeah, that song definitely, like, encapsulated that, that, like, the, especially, like, the last three years of that, of that part of my life was just like, mm. Mm. like, yeah. yeah, this is a, Child. This, this, this is a lot. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and then, and shout out to lot. Nick Jew Shout out Come to Nick Jew and Reggie. Um, um, after the divorce was over and uh, I came back home and uh, moving on and getting over came out. I'm like, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Tell me, John. Tell me more. Tell Don't me more, tell John. Me John. Yes, yes. Ooh. Yes, feed, feed, feed these mellow vibes, John. I need them. <laughs> I need them in my life. Yeah, I, I like me some John Mayer. I, I, I should have, I definitely should have bought that continue on vinyl when I saw it uh, mm. like a year or so ago. That, that, was, that was my fault. But I, I, it was a bit pricey, and I bought Maze featuring Frankie Beverly instead, so I made a good choice regardless. <laughs> I mean, I, I don't find that a bad choice. I don't. Oh no, no, uh, uh, no, because it was the album that had that. Uh, While I'm alone is on, and I was like, uh, yes, please. Mm. Oh my God, come on! I just mm, John Mayer. Now I just want to go play Gravity. Oh, that's my favorite right there. Hello, That's my shit John right there. Mayer. It's like fuck you, John Mayer. As I hit play again. Oh, that's my jam <laughs> right there. I'm just saying. I, I was in college. This is so random, but I, you know, who used to have a chokehold on me? Dave Matthews Band. Oh wow! It's like I, seriously, on my white buddies, I'm like, these songs are kind of good. I'm not even gonna lie. Had them and Sarah McLaughlin. I'm like, how the hell did oh I get my. here? It's like, but Dave Matthews Band. I'm like, I could sit on the grass and eat some pasta salad and listen to music. It's like, how am I here with see, Dave Matthews Band? See, I at least, I at least, I at least have the excuse of my best friend is white <laughs> for for oh, I <laughs> listen to J- I listen to Jamiroquai. I at least have oh, the. Please don't even start on him because oh my god, I love them. I at least have the uh, have the excuse of oh my best friend is white because I listen to Daft Punk and I like some Metallica songs. Um, <laughs> I at least Sorry, can be that like, not be funny, but it is. <laughs> yo, I can. I at least can be like, hi everyone, this is Ricky. He's my best friend. Hey y'all, what's going on? Nope. Like, 
How long y'all known each other? Literally most of our lives. Yeah. All of all but four years. Child, let me tell you something. Can I just tell you that my mother is the one who got me hooked on Jamiroquai? And I think they released the album in the last few years. I'm like, that's that album goes. I'm like, this shit is so good. I'm I didn't like, like, I didn't like that last album. That you didn't they put like out it that much. No, uh, automation. I think it was. I didn't yeah. like it that much. I did like. I really did like uh, Rock Dust Light Star that came out before that album. Mm-hmm. Um, but like, like I've heard all of their albums. Um, fucking, which one's my favorite ones? Oh, Dynamite. Because oh lord. I, I can't put that. too much of my I can't put too much of my life out on here and on the on the streets. <laughs> don't put it but, don't put them on don't put it on the podcast streets. But, but seven days seven days in sunny June has a very very special place in my heart. Oh my god! Um, See, but yeah, they gonna make me put add. Let me add this to my titles, Jeff. As Brandon yeah. say, the titles. Yeah, uh, auto, think, automaton. Yeah, automation. I think it is, is the album. Yeah, yeah, auto, yeah, automaton. Yeah. So I was uh, like, yeah, yeah oh, time, this is yeah. from four years ago. Oh, that's yeah. Because right. I was like, it, it was recent. I was like, oh, oh hey, Jamira, why we? I didn't know they were still making music. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I was like, oh, oh. But yeah. Like, I think I think the run for me is um, Traveling Without Moving, Synchronize, A Funk Odyssey, and then Dynamite. Those, those four albums are like the shit for me. Because Traveling Without Moving is Virtual Insanity, Cosmic mm-hmm. Girl. It's just uh, a cosmic girl. Yep. Synchronized is uh is uh can heat. Yes. Um, a funk odyssey is corner of the earth, main vein, love philosophy, and then um dynamite is uh feels just like it should seven days in sunny June, obviously. Um mm. and then like Tallulah, Tallulah and like hot tequila brown is just like, yeah, that's my shit. And then I like Rock Does Light Star because Lifeline, Lifeline's a really good song. Uh Lifeline's a really good song. She's a fast persuader is a good song. Like I love the bass in that song. Like, no, I like, yeah, the guitar, the guitar line. And uh she's a fast persuader. Mm. And then um White Knuckle Ride is a really good song on uh Rock Does Light Star. But I fucking love Jamiroquai. It's the shit. It's a shit again choke hold and some of like people it's like i know that with black people who love music it's like oh it's very diverse in our in our ears i just want to let y'all know they're like mm-hmm. what it's like you like that i'm like oh you think because black people like music what the fuck are y'all doing like right get out my face y'all get out my face <laughs> right like, i'm sorry but now see now i'm gonna go after this I, after we finish recording i'm going listen to Jamiroquai because my god <laughs> it's like shoo, the, the chokehold um so last thing before we get out of here there's a young man on the tiktok see i sound like the auntie that i am on the tiktok his name is the situational therapist now he gives his he gives his thoughts and his fifis which totally fine um, he is rallied against um, spanking with children, which hot debate, but also I'm, I'm not really in disagreement with him because, yeah, some people don't understand dis- discipline and, and physical abuse of children. So there's that. Um, but homeboy has been making the streets. He's been making the rounds because, well, he put out on his TikTok that, you know, 
you know, he has trauma because his mother was physically abusive. She is it was a single parent. And then it went from his abuse and his trauma, like, oh my God, okay, we understand this is terrible to this is why black men don't like black women. Oh boy. So we made that leap, huh? And it was like, oh, he just he just mm. so I just I don't even know where to begin with that because it turned into y'all don't provide us safe spaces for our feelings that's why black men don't like black women <laughs> this is why it was like literally trying to paint black women as terrorists and I'm just like so we're here we are here and I saw a lot of people on TikTok, you know, either res- like responding, which is called stitching his video and literally saying, have you lost your goddamn mind? Um, because there are many a Black woman who will tell you, baby, I'm not your therapist. Get thine self to a therapist because that's where I went. Um, but the as of late discussion about why Black men don't want to be with Black women is so super weird because it's very much like, oh, we don't want to be with Black women because it's all their fault. I, I don't understand what's, what's going on here. I, I don't. Mm. But again, he is a therapist. <laughs> I'm like, he's a, he's a what? I'm just like, he's a, he's a what? <laughs> he is a what? <laughs> you, you, can't, you can't make this up. You, you can't make this up. It's like, I just... So, of course, everybody got thoughts and fifis, but which I'm not trying to diminish anybody's thoughts because one, that's the other thing when we say triggering, I'm trying to think of another word to use other than triggering. It might be just like, this is annoying. It's annoying that I got to keep saying this. This is for a lot of Black women and Black men going like, are you fucking kidding me? You, y'all need healing. And this, this man with his earrings that I actually want and then someone talked about his color <laughs> contacts and say see that's why I don't fuck with no niggas that got color contacts I've been trying to tell y'all I'm like okay so we don't have to war against color contacts right now but I'm just saying for the for for, for the melanated folks that wear the color contacts he apparently is embarrassing y'all <laughs> he's embarrassing you not not me um you but a young woman who um who she decided to tweet this out and it's making the rounds, not too many rounds, but rounds so far. But <clears throat> she said, this is my, so the situational therapist was her old therapist. I left for a reason. And we were like, girl, what? And so the thing about his TikTok is a lot of projection. It's a lot of very dismissive things. And it's always like, off and it's like okay so she said um he talked about himself a lot and never helped me with any type of coping mechanisms to get through my trauma he blamed my anxiety Mm. and depression on my parents and was trying to push me to move out when i was nowhere near ready (sighs) i'm looking at her picture and i know she is barely 27 i'm guessing because she has a baby face, but um, because she started with, why my old therapist got TikTok drama? I said, oh, Lord. (laughs) But the fact that 
this man actually is a therapist. Because, you know, some people just say they are. And then it's the ones who actually are. <laughs> and then yeah, I'm, like, look, I'm like looking at his, uh, his website or whatever. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah, he is definitely, he is doing the videos on the TikTok. Um, but you know, he also was on Twitter, you guys, and his website. Oh my gosh. Um, spanking is abuse. I can see that. The DSM is racist is racist. Yeah. The DSM. I don't know what the DSM is. The mental health system is broken. I can see that. The identified patient isn't the problem. Psychiatry caused the stigma. I am an alien. Okay. Okay. So, so I, I, I know I'm, I'm a goofball. I know, uh, I know I am like patently, I I tell people all the time, like I am patently ridiculous. I know (laughs) that I am. I know that I am, but me being honest about my shortcomings or just like my, my weirdness makes me endearing to the people close to me. Like my, you know, my sister-in-law basically told me that it's like, dude, like, that's why we love you. Like you, you absolutely are the friend that absolutely blurts something out when you probably shouldn't. And we just go like, damn it, Byron. But that's so you, you know, you little rap scandal. And like, you know, that they, they know not to touch my hair, but they, they, you know, they would, they would touch my hair if they were allowed, but they're not. But, um, You can't be just out here being like, yeah, I'm an alien, but I'm a therapist. Do mm-hmm. what? Mm-hmm. No. Why would I take you seriously? Like, okay. Matter of fact, so self-disclosure, and for people who don't follow me on Twitter, I'm going to go and I'm going to go read y'all. My pro- Okay. Hmm. At, at Captain C-A-P-T underscore Ingenuity, host of The Captain's Couch, a mental health podcast for Black people, especially Black boys and men. That's it. And then I got hashtags about stuff that I like. What? The Bucks. Mm-hmm. Southern Miss. Uh, Southern Miss to the top. My alma mater. Uh, Space mm-hmm. Wakanda. All day, every day. The Houston Rockets. That's it. This mm-hmm. is a New Day stand account. I mean, like, these are just normal things. I'm not out here being like, I'm I'm a robot or, uh, oh, wait, or my personal favorite from um, The Fifth Element, I am a meat popsicle. I am not doing that. That is ridiculous. And that's coming from someone who is ridiculous. That's ridiculous. I'm sorry. I just... Yeah, I, 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 I can't... You're not, so I think what's getting me is that you're not just saying you're a therapist on Twitter because some people just label themselves like I'm a therapist. I'm like, where's your degree, sir? Um, or madam. It, it's kind of like, are you a freelance auntie like Iyala? Because I'm like, first of all, she's not a therapist. Stop coming to her. And I knew the, the rubber was meeting the road when she started bringing in life coaches and therapists to help her. I'm like, so you've been wild as hell on this channel on Oprah's network. And now you... you Okay. So the fact that he actually is, he could be somebody's therapist and actually damaging them and saying, you know, just move out of your parents' house and that's just the way to fix this. I'm like, some people can't just leave. 
I'm just also I'm also looking at his at his bio on psychology today, and I'm just like, dude, I would not take you serious at all. Because I literally gonna, didn't realize he was a real therapist until Homegirl said it. Most therapists are probably just going to teach you some coping skills for managing your anxiety. When honestly, there are some damn good reasons to be anxious and depressed right now. In fact, my style of therapy is focused on what it would be to be a therapist during the apocalypses. I'm going to help you come up with a persona to get through the ridiculousness to survive an apocalypse that most people aren't acknowledging. You will need to be able to play various roles in life and be able to manage your internal external boundaries so that the raging band of marauder, I mean, negative thoughts don't over, dude. <sighs> I'm sorry. It's this the shit size is a mockery. The, like, his, oh my his God. Whole, the like, size and the pauses that we're having about this is just literally sending me up to the balcony. He's making cogent points about boundaries, but dude, your whole approach is kind of a mockery. You're you're projecting out that the rest of us who are therapists, who are who are doing talk therapy, who are talking with our clients, who are giving coping strategies, you're projecting that we are parodies and that we are not doing things right, but you're literally making a mockery of. Uh, of the, the the profession in and of itself, I'm like, what the what the fuck? <laughs> like, what? Oh, like, dude, I am absolutely the therapist who wear like literally. I, I mean, I wore a polo today, but I literally wore a white t-shirt, my red thin cardigan yesterday, and joggers. That's the type of therapist I am when I'm like tired. But if I'm gonna make a fucking professional headshot, nigga, my hair gonna be looking nice. Nigga, this beer gonna be looking very nice. I'm gonna be looking halfway decent. I, I uh, mm, let, let, we might want to start wrapping up because I'm gonna start go start. Ranting. Yeah, we can because I just saw his rates and insurance, and I said, "Girl, what?" Right. I'm like, I right. and I don't accept insurance. Yeah, goodbye. Okay, no mental, yeah, mental, no. mental health is part of insurance. It's insurance benefit. Nope, not doing this. Okay, we gonna go because no, we not. I'm not. Uh, mm. You you not damaging nobody else, and then say I can do TikTok therapy. I'm sorry, what the fuck are you talking about? Like, no, nope, you know what? No, we not Mm-mm. setting up a boundary. No, nope, we not doing it. Slide scale. Well, I mean, he accepts insurances, which you. Ju- I just. <laughs> but okay. yeah, yeah. No, y'all. I just. Do y'all do, see? I'm gonna send y'all to different directories. Please check out Therapy for Black Girls directories, um, and also reach. Let me just let y'all know. I have gone through different therapists because of times in my life. Insurance has changed, and you know, my therapist that I was going to didn't accept insurance. That probably was a good or bad thing because I found my person. It feels like I found my relationship, and you know, it's just just been working. Um, Ask other, ask if you know people that you work with that are therapists, ask them because they'll be happy. Oh, I can tell you this directory. But yeah, therapy for black girls. Um, Byron, do you know of any directories? I'm, like, I'm saying this for black girl. The therapist would help other, would help black non-women as well. But it's just, I know that her directory is huge. But do you know of any other directories where someone could find a therapist? 
Um, I think I linked this before on the yeah. show. Uh, let me double mm-hmm. check, but I'm I'm almost certain there's also a therapy for black uh, therapy for black men directory as oh, well. Cool. Okay. Uh, let me double check because I will put it in the show notes. Are you looking for a therapist? Yeah. Because don't go to take back with him. Because my God, no. Not somebody who's going to charge you three hundred and fifty dollars an hour. It's like, girl, what? No. Yes, therapy therapyforblackmen.org in yes. partnership with licensed mental health professionals and coaches in private practice through the 50 states. So yes, therapyforblackmen.org also. Okay. Thank um, you. you know, um also, you know, a couple things to think about like if you are, you know, if you are kind of like low income, um there are community-based mental health uh um places that do sliding scale even some private practice um clinicians do sliding scale um if you work out some kind of financial program uh financial payment strategy or whatever with your therapist they can work with you if you do fall on hard times um you know if you have health insurance a lot of health insurance uh you know plans including the one that i have um actually have provisions in there now for mental health therapy. So use that, use your health benefits, use your um, employee assistance plan if, uh, if you need to as well. But yeah, there are definitely avenues out there for us to find mental health professionals, even Facebook groups for, you know, clinicians of color or people of color can direct you in different directions uh, to finding uh, a mental health therapist. Yeah. Thank, thank you for that. I, I really do. I, y'all, I am going to put this in the show notes because oh, it's it's okay to look. Also, I think I saw a TikTok video a little while ago where a guy was like, why they got all these things listed for preference? What, why y'all got all that? Because when you start therapy, you should be comfortable around your therapist. Mm-hmm. So for some people, I they would need their therapist to be Black. Some of yeah. them need therapy to be therapist to be a black woman. I am one of those people. Yeah, <laughs> I need hey. my I, I needed my therapist to look like me. Some people don't care about that. They're like, I just need somebody to listen. But then sometimes it's like I need people who. Yeah, I, I have a preference, and it's glad that we're now getting to a place where you can do a preference. Yeah, and, I, and I'm very fortunate to have a black woman as a therapist. I, this mm. is the second time I've been in therapy. Mm. Um, I had a white woman before as a therapist and it was on the heels of like my divorce was ending. Mm-hmm. And, you know, though it was beneficial to have the conversation of the type of partner I would have liked, mm-hmm. there was not a lot of work on what's going on with me at that time. And I really needed to do some of that work of what was going on with me. So, yeah. I mean, I definitely made mention of my childhood trauma and we did not even discuss it really in depth. Mm-hmm. Um let alone the idea that I was actually dealing with depression and anxiety. So, um, you know, shout out to my current therapist, who is a wonderful, wonderful woman, a wonderful black woman. And I appreciate the work that, she, that her and I have been able to do together. That is wonderful. Yeah. Shout out to mine too. Cause I have a black woman. I, mm-hmm. yeah, it just me. It's just this thing. Your preference means something. Some people are more comfortable. Um, and that's just it. And that really is okay. And if you don't have a preference, that's also also okay. But yeah, y'all, we're gonna put a button in this the discussion for today. Byron, thank you for being here. Thank you for dropping well. the gems. Thank you for being so open. Please tell everybody how, how they can follow you and how they can find the captain's couch that y'all should be listening to. By the way, yes. So. 
feel free to catch up on the captain's couch because um work be working and life be lifing so i gotta get back to getting consistent on the show but uh you can catch the captain's couch pretty much everywhere you find podcasts um anchor app apple itunes um spotify stitcher iHeartRadio, google Podcasts, everywhere your podcast app if you use rss feed you can you can find that as well um you can find me on the twitters at um, um captain which is c-a-p-t underscore ingenuity um and you also can find the captain's couch on twitter at at captain's couch and then i'm also at the captain's couch on um instagram and then captain ingenuity on instagram as well yes yes please follow him please listen to the show catch up it's really good episodes y'all really should be like on the captain's couch please please do um but guys this has been the mocha minutes podcast i will be back for my third person i'm i'm just loving this conversation is about therapy because we really just want to get out there that it's okay to go to therapy it really is sometimes we need more tools and not just in because it's a pandemic um because hello boosters hello new variants hello winter is coming winter is coming um, it's like so some people that they have seasonal depression um yeah and you know covid depression is now a thing so mm-hmm. which is who if you already have depression it's very mm. and i did an episode on um covid and seasonal depression um uh, on the show so Yay. you might want to check that out yes please do please do please do um but guys this is the mocha minutes podcast and i will be back next week Bye.